Hey everybody, Mike Dempsey here. It's NFL playoff time, and you can still win playing Underdog Fantasy by picking higher or lower on player stats at underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code 1010XL, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right. The anthem just has the weekend. Written all over it. Every night is a Friday with the Hornet's Nest and Power Trip. As we get things started right here on Into the Night. I wonder what's going to happen to you. You wonder what has happened to me. Thank you, Bono. And by the way, nothing's happened to me. It's you. You're all crazy. I'm totally sane. I'm like uh, Colonel, you know, Colonel Kurtz in Apocalypse Now. Marlon Brando is he insane, sir? Absolutely insane. Captain Willard, get on the boat, go down and hunt him and eliminate the assassin with extreme prejudice. Maybe the greatest war movie of all time. It's mine. It is absolutely mine. And this is a sad day. It is. It's, uh, it's a day of reflection, in my opinion. Sports Illustrated, let's be honest, it's been dead. But the announcement came in this morning. And for anyone who is my age, for anyone who is 40 or older, you as a sports fan, Sports Illustrated has been such a huge part of that. Uh, there's no other way around it. Okay, now I thought it was more tailor-made to the casual sports fan, okay? I think the passionate sports fan went other places. For instance, my parents always had a subscription for me growing up to both Sports Illustrated and the Sporting News simply because at that age, the fact that I was reading made them happy. And I spent hours and hours and hours. For those of you who forget, the old Sporting News was legitimately a newspaper, And it had great articles, but it had the thumbnails on each and every team. It had reports in in a time where we were all starving for information. You couldn't get it. And it it had the box scores. It had all the statistics. I know, to the younger audience, you're like, what is Baloo talking about? Yeah, I sound like a caveman to you. But back then, that's all you had. And I, I always thought that the sporting news was for your real passionate fan who just lived and died with sports. Sports Illustrated, a little bit more of kind of a glory cut. You know, you spend all day at the office, you come home, oh, the new Sports Illustrated is here. Kind of flip through it a little bit, maybe read an article, sensational writers. But it was what it was all about uh, for us growing up. And and the Sports Illustrated cover, the Sports Illustrated jinks, um, that's what it was all about. That, That was the Johnny Carson of magazines and you know Johnny Carson yeah I guess after Carson I I watched Letterman and this and that but there were things in our life that 
we lose, and then you never go back to them. I I don't watch late night uh, entertainment anymore. It's it's not funny. It's too political, right? Kimmel and who's the other Fruit Loop? Uh, the guy who used to laugh all the time on uh, Saturday Night Live. Fallon. I mean, it's like, here's my political view, and if you don't agree with me, I'm going to hate you. And I don't need that. I mean, when I go to sports, when I go to comedy, it's for entertainment. It's to forget about the problems uh, that are happening. Go back and watch Johnny Carson on YouTube. It was absolutely sensational. David Letterman as well. Kind of let that go, right? Kind of let the whole cartoon thing go. Um, You know, I had... Daughters got back into it, new cartoons, whatever. Sports Illustrated, though, was something that was so phenomenal in collecting Sports Illustrated. And I have hundreds. I may have over a 1,000. I put it on Twitter. I put it on Facebook. Uh, The hall that walks up to my bar, one side of it is filled with Sports Illustrated covers. All right. I have a Ted Williams one which I believe is 1959. It costs 25 cents. It's worth quite a, quite a few bucks. And, you know, everything's subjective in the world of, uh, of sports memorabilia. You, you, you really can't put a price on it because it becomes what the next person is willing to pay for it, right? I saw today this Michael Jordan, Sam Perkins one, which I have as well, uh, at, uh, at North Carolina went for – $3,000. Well, I'm sure it's like baseball cards and everything else. There's no creases. It's absolutely perfect. And um, I don't know if it's autographed or not autographed or, or whatever it may be. But a few of them really stick out. I mean, 715 home runs by Hank Aaron. Have that one in 74. Uh, to me, the most iconic Sports Illustrated of all time is the miracle on ice when the United States you know, defeated Russia and then went on to knock off Finland and win the gold medal in 1980. But, you know, as a, as a lifer born in Boston, uh, Bobby Orr on eight covers. I have all eight of those Sports Illustrated covers on uh, the wall leading up to my bar. I've, I've got classic old Boston stuff. I've, I've got, you know, a ton of Florida State stuff. It's just... It's cool. There was something about Sports Illustrated that was special for everyone else. And, and for you out there, you probably got rid of them or your mom threw them away. And you can go to eBay. You can purchase them if you want them now or, or whatever the case may be. Or maybe something like that doesn't mean an awful lot to you. I, I will say this. I, I, I really don't, I don't collect anymore, <clears throat> if that makes any sense. You know, I just like. Something about today's athlete, something about today's way of sports, it really doesn't resonate with me the way it did when I grew up, when I was a kid, you know, and I still had the dreams. You know, I I have the Muhammad Ali's and the Howard Cosell's, and I I know I got a real cool 1971 Vita Blue and and those classic old Oakland A's uniforms that, that is just out of this world. I got, I got Mickey, you know, Willie Mays when he was traded to the New York Mets, when he went back to New York, where, of course, he started his career. Can you imagine what it would have been like to be in New York when you had Mickey Mantle and then you had Duke Schneider in Brooklyn and with the New York Giants, you had Willie Mays. Well, Willie went off to San Francisco and then came back the very tail end of his career 
with the New York Mets. But those old Sports Illustrates, all the swimsuit issues, no matter what it was, it um, it was really cool. And, you know, when I started in this business, and it, J.J. and I were talking about it probably two weeks ago. Oh, I hope I can find this tape. I got a ton of old cassettes. And I was on the air in May of 1994 in Tallahassee. And, and that was when sports radio was so different, okay? Sports radio then was all about phone call after phone call after phone call. Let's hear from our listeners. That's the way radio used to be. And I was taking calls, and sure enough, I got one that said, you're not going to believe this, but in the next day or two, Sports Illustrated is going to release a title story that says Florida State's national championship is a tainted title. And I laughed and I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever. He goes, I'm serious. And, and you know, everything behind this is the is Foot Locker. And a Foot Locker shoegate, if you will, massive story. And I remember... My mouth opened because I was a bartender then, still three, four nights. I mean, this is when I started, man. I was making 100 bucks a month, okay? $100 a month, $25 a week. And I was told that I could make 25% of what I sold. I was selling commercials for like 10 bucks, 15 bucks, all right? I was making most of my money still as a bartender. And, and he says <clears throat> to me, it's all about the footlocker. And my mouth opened. Because I was getting free shoes from the Foot Locker. And this story broke on my show. And Eric Lou Allen, the sports barbarian who's still the voice of Florida State Seminole Baseball, worked at that Foot Locker. And my buddy Randy, who unfortunately took his own life just a few years after the fact, it wasn't because of this, but he was the main man who got shoes for people. And what would happen is you would bring in your current sneakers. And he would take them and say that there were, they were a mistake. They were dysfunctional or, you know, they were an error, whatever it may be. You know, you, you blew out a tire. I don't know. Part of the, uh, the soul was, uh, was tearing, you know, prematurely. So that's what it was. And I had three good friends who were regulars in the bar that I worked at, Docs. But to make a long story short, I was getting free shoes, Okay. Then I found out, and I got the list from Randy and from Derek Brooks down. I knew everyone that was on the list. So I, I called over, and I, I met the late Bob Goyne, and I met Wayne Hogan, and I showed him the list, and there was a little bit of an interrogation on me about what do you know, what have you heard, and they had heard the radio. I was the only local host at that particular time. But it came out, and then Douglas Looney with that story, and it was just so ridiculous that he, he basically called for, you know, the cancellation of the program, for getting deals on shoes. Think about that now and everything that we've seen that has happened in big-time college football and the problems that schools have been in. This state, certainly, with Florida State, Florida, in Miami, there were reports out today that the NCAA is investigating the University of Florida. We saw that they hit Florida State a week ago on some, you know, recruiting violations that involved the NIL. Apparently, the biggest charge was picking up uh, a football player and actually taking him from point A to point B, a coach, Coach Alex Atkins, the offensive line coach, the 
the offensive coordinator. Again, we'll, we'll let all this shake itself out. But I had Looney on. And we were going nuts at one another. And I was telling him that he was a yellow journalist and that he had an agenda. And he was so this same magazine that was so iconic, all of a sudden it became a big radio bit. What did I do in Tallahassee? Well, everyone showed up with their Sports Illustrated and we burnt them. And it was a pretty cool deal. And radio was different then than it is now. But there became that stage in life where. I'm canceling my subscription to Sports Illustrated. I'm no longer reading Sports Illustrated. And, and again, this was, pre, this was pre-internet. I, I had never been on the internet until I got here in 1996 and I started working for the ball. That's the truth. In those days, you would get your stories like every 20 minutes from the UPI. You wouldn't believe the amount of paper that would get wasted. I mean, you talk about cutting down trees, the, just the bulk and bulk and bulk and page after page after page. But that's the only way you got your updated stories is from the Associated Press or from back then the UPI. I mean, you didn't have anything else. So Sports Illustrated was a, was a huge part of it. So, yeah, it, it became the hate uh, there with sports. And, you know, after time, just like everything else, you begin to forgive a little bit. You begin to forget uh, just a little bit, and certainly I went back in and, and I read it, but I, I'm just trying to think of a, a a news sports entity that I've had that type of relationship with. Older, the older that I've gotten, and, you know, you become a little bit more um, of a curmudgeon, right? And you get perhaps a little bit more just aggravated with normal things. I I found myself going that particular direction for the last 10 plus years with ESPN. I just, I can't stand them anymore. Okay. I mean, just everything about them is, is instead of delivering the news, delivering the stories, it's got to have a punchline, right? It's like they're standup comics and they've sold out in so many areas. What used to be probably the greatest thing on ESPN is game day on a Saturday morning. I don't even watch anymore. I mean, I find myself watching Urban Meyer and Fox. That's how bad it is for me over at ESPN. So I don't watch any of these shows. And I did forever, especially when I was doing national radio because I was covering things nationally. I had to watch part of the interruption around the horn and all that stuff. I had to be involved in everything. I, I don't have to do that here uh, in Jacksonville. Or I could certainly find information uh, elsewhere, I really only watch ESPN for games. That's it. Now, I'm still a big fan of ESPN.com. Okay? That side of it, for me, is big. I, I'm comfortable with it. I recognize it. I understand it well. You know, ESPN Plus, I pay for that. No matter what it is, I, I like that side of it. But with Sports Illustrated, it just went away. When You know, I, I go to ESPN, and I go to... CBS Sports, and then I go to a lot of, you know, tailor-made football sites that that do a good job covering the league, and, you know, you have to look a little bit deeper uh, for Jaguars news, and I'm able to find that on sort of websites that I do go to, but I just found myself, for the most part, never going to Sports Illustrated. SI.com for me was dead. And, you know, I used to go to Extra Mustard a little bit, but then it felt like I'd, I'd be on there and I'd click a story, click another story, then all of a sudden it became a paywall. And so it just felt like, you know, their journalism and everything kind of got away from us. 
And that is a little bit disappointing. But for me, it was never about SI.com. For me, it was always about the weekly magazine. And in a way, this is, is really a death. You know, it's a childhood death of, of something that you love that has now come to an end. And if you youngsters out there, you, you just cannot relate. And I get it. I mean, you're so fortunate now. Everything is at your fingertips for your entire life. And Sports Illustrated was absolutely it growing up. It was the greatest. And, you know, it has left us. Their, their first issue came out in 1954. I was looking at it earlier today. It's, uh, it's Eddie Matthews at this point. He was with the Milwaukee Braves in 1954. Uh, one of the great Sports Illustrateds of all time. Uh, you know, the Miracle on Ice, to me, is probably my favorite all-time Sports Illustrated. I'm, I'm uh, putting a stop on what I put on Twitter. I, I, it begins with um, what I took a picture of, uh, of my bar today. It begins with the Ted Williams one, but I got a whole bunch of, uh, of old-school uh, Boston Bruins and, and Bobby Orr. But I'm, I'm just looking right here. Here's, I got an Earl Campbell one running through the Cleveland Browns. I got Frank Robinson. In 1971, in the World Series with the Baltimore Orioles, Frank Robinson, the only player in the history of the game at that point to win an MVP in both the American and National League. I got, I got Larry Bird here at Indiana State. I got the Chief, Robert Parrish. I, I got Carlton Fisk tagging out Lou Pinella, which would end up in a huge fight. Bill Lee would take a sucker punch from Mickey Rivers. Greg Nettles was throwing down as well with Bill Lee. It was um, old school fans absolutely remember that. I got the Christy Brinkley uh, Sports Illustrated cover. I got one here of O.J. Simpson from 1973, rushing for 2,000 yards. Uh, several of Michael Jordan, including the, the Y. Remember, he just got out and left. Years later, we found out that maybe it had something to do with gambling. Uh, for Michael Jordan. But at that particular time, you know, we, we were just lost. Uh, Reggie Jackson with the A's. It just goes on and on and on. Peter Wark in 1999, uh, winning the national championship. Howard Cosell. I got Larry Bird after Larry. I got a Bill Russell here from 1969. Bill Russell. What do you win? 13 championships or 11 championships in 13 years, whatever it was. Uh, Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods. So, yeah, I mean, this this meant something to me. I really haven't done it recently. I, I'd like to say, I, I'd like to know what's the, the last, it may be 10 years ago, maybe the one where Florida State knocks off Auburn. It's, it's Kelvin Benjamin um, in the end zone at the Rose Bowl. That may be the last one I put up. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I might have put a Red Sox one after they won the World Series up after that. but. This was really big uh, for folks my age and around my age, and it's it's a part of our childhood that has just been taken away, but that's the life we do live in. Anyway, I want to give you an opportunity to express your opinion on this tonight. It doesn't feel like it's a shock, only because 
they kind of left us, right? I mean, I can't remember the last time I mentioned Sports Illustrated outside of our buddy Albert Breer, who I've tried to contact a few times this week because he had the story on a, you know, an apparent power struggle that's going on right now with Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson on Press Taylor. He didn't respond. Now I think I understand why. Okay, Albert's always been very good about getting back to me. So he's not going to be out of work long. He'll find another job. He's a very good writer. Uh, there, there's no question about it. You know, there's certain things that that I, I like to hold on to, and those are a few. I, I, I get all the time now from authors, they got a new book that's out, and I always send back and say, okay, send it to me, and I'll, I'll take a look at it, and I've, I think it's newsworthy. I'll, I'll put the author on air. Well, they always send it to me via email, or they tell me that they can put it on Kindle, and I'm like, no. There's something that I enjoy about hard cover books, and it's why I have a library in my house. And I, I think to some extent my, my girlfriend thinks I'm a hoarder, okay? Um, I'm not. I just, I like old school hard cover books. And I'm guessing I have 1,500, maybe 2,000 of them that I've actually read in my office and, and my library is, is filled with them. I, I like it. You know, I guess I am an old school collector when it comes to this as well. Stuff that is actually in my bar. I don't know. It's a, it's a little part of me that I, I guess I, um, I enjoy. But, you know, we've seen that go away too. You know, just about everyone I know who reads, forget about the book. Right? It's Kindle. You, you're one of the few that still does a book. Right, JJ? I do. I don't do the audiobooks, but Matt Hayes is obsessed with them. So uh, I a lot of people do it like that. But yeah, I still like to physically hold a book. That bothers me. An old school journalist like Matt Hayes. <laughs> he does it while he's driving. Now nah, I need tunes when I'm driving. I need some Grand Funk Railroad. I need some Bachman Turner Overdrive. I need more Canadian Explosion with the Guess Who. Okay, that's what I need. I, I can't do the audio books. Same. Just can't. I like to read a book. I like to turn the pages. I like it around 2.30 a.m. when I've read the same sentence over 19 times and finally the book drops on my face. And I'm like, oh, time to finally hit the rack. Time I also to to like bed. to have them around the house because I like to show off that I can read. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like when random yeah. people see books in the house, they're like, oh, my God. It's like a conversation starter. It's like, come to my house. Let me show you my library. Yeah, I've exactly. read all these books. Yeah, but, but they're gone. You know, the, the, what else is gone? Yeah, I was never really into the MTV generation. I, you know, I guess I caught it. I think besides right-wing talk and local sports talk, radio is gone. I mean, like, when you're in your car listening to tunes, what are you listening to? Probably not a radio station. Well, I listen to us religiously, and then of I listen course, to, uh, you know, I, I, I have several different ways to hear great music that I love. Probably like Spotify. Oh, yeah, or, Spotify you know. and, uh, and Sirius. Pandora. And, absolutely. Several different ways to go about doing that. No commercials. Mm-mm. Um, but that's gone. I mean, I, I'm just wondering what else out there for our listeners, what else got you? When you found out that it was that that it was over with, right? I mean, Life Magazine, but that's that's been fifty years. That was a huge deal to a much older generation. 
I actually have some, I have a Charles Manson original wife. Okay. Uh, don't mess with me. I'll go, I'll go psycho on you. I, the Charles Manson original life is like one of the top selling life magazines of all time. Your normal nine to fivers with a white picket fence with two cats, a dog and a couple of daughters. They have secretly the Charles Manson life magazine. It's, it's iconic. It's worth a ton of money. The Marilyn Monroe one, the John F. K. one. I mean, it just goes on and on. But yeah, I, I'm not much of a collector anymore. <clears throat> but I've always has, I've always respected history, and and like to look back on it. But what else? As we get things started here, what else has been blown to the side, or just blown out in general that that got you? I think some would say MTV. I never really was an MTV guy. I, I think I was my last couple of years in high school when it came about, but by the time I got over to Florida State, uh, heck, I didn't even have a TV. I didn't have a TV in my dorm room, okay? I wasn't, a, you know, so I, no, that wasn't it for me. Uh, maybe it was a sitcom. A lot of people went crazy when MASH went under or Cheers or Seinfeld. I, I don't know. Why World of Sports? But that was, again, you're talking, when did Wide World of Sports come to an end? In the 1980s? I can't even think of, of something that is close to this. And, you know, I understand that in a few years, we're not going to have any magazines. We're not going to have any newspapers. They're going to be gone. I kind of miss that. You know, I miss being on campus at, at, at Florida State, and, and I probably couldn't even afford the 50 cents for the uh, – Tallahassee Democrat or the USA Today, but you know, in some of those cafes in and around campus, you'd find them sitting there, and I'd go and sit down and read and read and in between classes. I, I used to love newspapers, absolutely, and and they're long gone. I, I walk the hood every day, and I see like maybe one or two newspapers sitting on the driveway. I mean, those are totally gone. So it is a an intriguing day. And uh, nearly 70 years. Again, the first one came out in 1954. Sports Illustrated. And we'll find out exactly what's next. It, it, it's, it's kind of uh, awkward. I guess they missed the payment on $3.75 million. The last six years have been rough. They've gone through ownership changes. And the email said they were laying off all the writers. I don't know if they're going to completely die, if SI.com will end and so there's still things that need to get figured out here but this is absolutely a uh, a major loss for those who are old school sports fans for those of you who are younger i apologize because i probably just wasted your time we you should try to buy it. it huh we should try to buy it <laughs> yeah i mean it can't be that much put money on uh start a gofundme 1010xl.com Play the four underdogs this weekend? <laughs> yeah, a nice four-legged parlay. If it turns out, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to Vegas in about 20 minutes, check in with our buddy Rafael Esparza. We missed him yesterday. Um, we're going to get him back on here on this Friday and uh, take a look at those four games. So that's coming up in just a little bit. All right, opening comments tonight brought to you by Schmunez Vision. I know Dr. Neil Schmunez is an old-school Sports Illustrated fan. I know that about him. I also know this. They are your one stop when it comes to your eyes. Everything that could be an issue, okay? 
simple, all right? An eye examination, your latest as far as a prescription on glasses and contacts. Sure, you can get that anywhere. But what about everything else that's going on with your eyes? And ask yourself this problem. Have you noticed recently that you've had issues? Maybe um, headaches could be caused by your eyes. Maybe your eyes are are itchy and you're like, oh, it's just the allergies. Maybe your vision is a lot weaker at night than it was when you got up this morning. Maybe you think you have a cataract issue. It just is unlimited, unfortunately, all the problems you could have with your eyes. That is why I recommend Shmunez Vision. Eight and a half years ago, I went in for a normal checkup, right? He discovered something in my right eye that had to be removed immediately. Dr. Neil Shmunez performed surgery. So we're talking about a, full, uh, a full-time quality medical and surgical eye care practice, which does include Dr. Catherine Shmunez. And combined, they have more than 30 years worth of laser eye surgery. Check out their website. It's outstanding. Everything is right there for you to look at. ShmunezVision.com. ShmunezVision. Let's get things started. A Friday edition. He is J.J. LaSalva. I am the truth teller, Rick Ballou. We call this Into the Night. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. No place I'd rather be than right here on Hogan Road. However, if I had another opportunity, it would be at the Blue Crab Crab House. You talk about the perfect evening blue crabbing start with the chef salad then go the world of uh, go the roll of uh, of oysters or maybe my personal favorite is the snow crabs right off of san jose located right there on Jointon creek road love the good people at the blue crab crab house it's got a uh, text here i'm getting a lot of text about sports illustrated but my buddy said he had one for us things that we miss now Ticket stubs. Absolutely. Now you can screenshot your oh, it's so disappointing. Uh, code or whatever it's called. You just you just played U two. I spent I showed it to you. I spent eighteen hundred bucks to see for my GF and I to see uh U two at the uh, Sphere coming up on uh, February eighteenth. Eighteen hundred bucks. And my fear is that, like, I'm going to be at a casino getting liquored up before the concert, and I'm going to drop my phone into a urinal, and it's going to explode, and my $1,800 tickets are done. Whereas if I could print them and they were old school, I could have them in my pocket, and it wouldn't be an issue. Maybe, but let me tell you why that's... That it's the opposite of that, actually, because back in the day, you'd lose your tickets, or you would. Dude, I went down all the way down south to Miami. We were watching Oklahoma play Clemson in the semifinal game. And my buddy's a huge Sooner fan. We are like tailgating. We've been down in Miami. It's like thirty minutes before we got to walk to the stadium, and he's like, "Dude, I forgot my ticket." And this is this is like the first year of the playoffs, so it's been it's been a while since then. And I was like. Whoa, man. Uh, luckily, I could just go to my email, pull it up. So even if you don't have your phone, you have your email address. You could get it somehow. Okay. But if you just leave your ticket five hours away in Ocala, Florida, you were screwed. Like They weren't going to let you in. You had to sneak in. Nowadays, at least, even if you don't have your phone, you can sort of 
get to your email, you know, maybe through someone else's phone or whatever. Mm. But I do agree that it losing your phone, the anxiety when that happens, dude. Total nightmare. Oh, my God. Especially if you're out of town. I've never had that happen, but I couldn't imagine. Uh, In the 96 AFC championship game, I'm with uh, some of my colleagues, Cole Pepper among them, and, and, you know, they put it together quickly. So they had us on like some travel, some travel group. And we were credentialed for the game, but it also came with two tickets, which I wasn't even aware of. I mean, they, they purchased everything and they just handed us the itinerary. And I remember we're walking in to Foxborough to get ready for the Jaguars and the Patriots in, in January of 1997. And I have my envelope, whatever, and I take out the credential and I just throw the envelope in the, you know, in the wastebasket. <laughs> and it was either Pepper or Scott. Someone says to me, what did you do with your two tickets? And I'm like, what are you talking about, Willis? You know, I'm like, what do you, tickets? He goes, yeah, your credential came with two tickets. You know, we all hawked ours for a couple hundred bucks. here, right. And I'm like, so I'm up top in the old press box at the old Schaefer State. I walk down three, four flights, go outside into the wastebasket, pick up the envelope, and sure enough, what's in it? Two tickets. Two tickets. So I walk out, and yeah, I sold them for Whatever it was, 150 bucks a pop or 100 bucks. I don't even remember what it was. But, yeah, so I, I had that story as well. It's um, it, it's nuts. So yeah, old ticket stubs. Man. I mean, I got some in, in my bar that my dad has with, you know, te- from like at Fenway Park from like 1944. Wow. Okay? And, and the tickets are like two bucks. And I've got some of them. And, you know, like old Pink Floyd shows or The Who or – yeah, you too. I mean, concerts in like the late '80s and stuff. The Police, but nowadays, yeah, you get none of that. Yeah, you just, I, I, I do. I miss, I miss ticket stubs. Um, but you know what? We have to remember events now. Instead of just looking at a ticket stub, massive amounts of photos. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got no photos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thankfully, <laughs> the most valuable magazine of all time. Is a 1954 Playboy with Marilyn Monroe on it. Okay? Actually, it's 1953. I'm not trying to be a perv here, but in 1953 in Playboy, my guess is that they showed absolutely nothing at all. I mean, nothing. Maybe her in like a dress or yeah, something. Yeah, would be my guess. But apparently it's the most valuable. It, it just went at an auction for... Uh, $3,500. Number two is Harper's Weekly from 1861 to 1865. Oh, yeah, that would be the Civil War. 1841's Graham, uh, Graham Lady and Gentleman's Magazine. Okay, I'm not familiar with that. The 1956 Mickey Mantle Sports Illustrated is considered the, the fourth most valuable magazine of all time. Cosmopolitan in April of 1972, and then number six is Esquire, April of 68, Muhammad Ali on the cover. So, I'm, I'm getting a lot of this, which I'm not aware of, okay? It is um, Sports Illustrated. You go woke, you go broke. Oh, yeah. Did I miss 
Did I miss this? Oh, no, they've been doing this for a while. They had, like, a guy on the cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. They had, like, a fat chick. They they had the lady that was accusing the uh, chief justice, or what, well, whatever the justice's name that Trump put in, and they did the whole Me Too thing with him, and she said that he raped her or whatever. They had her, like, announcing awards, and, oh, they're just another classic really? leftist rag. Wasn't even aware of oh, that. Oh, yeah, man. I, as I said, I've kind of removed myself <laughs> exactly. from them for the last, but it, but I didn't have a reason. It just, I was no longer getting the magazine, and I said SI.com is kind of clunky. It's kind of hard it's to- It's a terrible website. Yeah, it is. And their Twitter account seems like it's just like aggregates other um, news sources stuff. Like they don't really have anything exclusive from them. That I've mm. noticed for a while, like, yeah, Sports Illustrated's been, like you said to start the show, it's been dead as a magazine for a long time, I feel like. Like, nobody gets it anymore. But online, they're super woke. It's I, I, I was not aware of that. Oh, yeah. 2806 just chimed in and says, Blue SI became unreadable, run by journalistically challenged uh, social justice uh, agenda-driven, put a transgender in the swimsuit edition, for God's sakes. I, I wasn't aware of that. I, you know, I mean, I just, I had left for the reasons I told you. I had left because I no longer got the magazine. Just because nobody reads magazines. Yeah, I mean, Same who, with me. And, and the reason why I no longer got the magazine is why would I get a magazine when you can get up to the minute sports with your phone or, or on the computer? It just. Yeah, even when I would get the magazine as a kid, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, it was so out of date. You know, like yeah. it's, you get it on a Wednesday right. and by that time. Everything in the magazine is already like four or five days old. Our website is going, or excuse me, our text line is going absolutely crazy here. 641-1010 brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Getting just a ton of feedback. We're going to get to you again. I do want to take a quick break here and bring in Rafael Esparza from Las Vegas and uh, take a look at the four divisional games, two tomorrow, two on Sunday. Tonight's show brought to you by Patriot Roofing Services specializing in all types of commercial and residential roofing and repairs, gutters, sun tubes, skylights, 10-year workmanship warranty. Give my buddy Mark Tizzolo a phone call, 982-4052. Discounts for military and senior citizens. One of the best parts here, no subcontractors. It's licensed and insured, but you're dealing just with Mark. So give him a call. If it's your home, if it's your business, if you need a new roof or repairs to your current roof, Patriot Roofing Services, 982-4052. More on Sports Illustrated. More on the NCAA circling the University of Florida. We've got some stuff on the Jaguars. It's all coming up. But next, we go to Vegas. Let's look at the games coming up in the NFL this weekend. Let's ring up another guest on the All-Pro Roofing phone line. Vegas, baby, Vegas! Las Vegas is where we had Rafael Esparza, kind enough to make special time for us here on a Friday after we missed him last night. Four huge games on tap this weekend in the National Football League. From my bookie, it's Rafael Esparza. Hello, Rafael. How's it going? Happy Friday. Doing well, doing well. A little, uh, little sad about Sports Illustrated, although I will say I... I kind of felt like they died a decade or so ago, but um, my childhood was absolutely everything with Sports Illustrated. 
Yeah, it was, but I wasn't shocked at all just because, I mean, with the way the newspapers have died, most of the magazines I used to get have died already. So sad, but uh, knew this was in the rearview mirror many, 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 many moons ago. Out in Vegas, I haven't been there in 10 years. I haven't been there since Florida State uh, knocked off Auburn. I stayed in Vegas and slid on over to the Rose Bowl, but you used to have you know, the docs gambling list and the golden nugget or whatever. Do they still even put together those type of, uh, of gambling lists or books anymore out there? The docs was that this was their last year. They're not doing it next year. Uh, Playbook still does it. There is some still magazines that are out there, but they're very, very, very scarce. Now you can just either download it. You just can't buy it. You just go to the website and download and you can print it up now. But they're, uh, Used to, my, one of my favorite places I used to go was uh, Gambler's Bookstore uh, on Sahara uh, many, many moons ago. It's not there anymore, but that was one of my favorite shops to go. Yeah. I mean, bookstore, absolutely. It's hard to find a bookstore. I yep. know of uh, I know of two here in Jacksonville, and, and that's it. I mean, you got a, you know, a, a couple of uh, Barnes & Noble and stuff like that, but I'm talking about classic old-school bookstores. Yeah, for the most part, they're gone as well. All right, anything really happening here in Baltimore? You know, Dalvin Cook is going to play, but they got injuries. Mar- Marlon Humphrey's not going to go. Mark Andrews is going to remain out. Uh, how's the money been here on Houston at Baltimore? I mean, it's a little bit uh, balanced, uh, especially on the money-wise ticket count. There's a lot of Baltimore money line, Baltimore teasers and parlays uh, with it. But I, I have a feeling... Uh, more Baltimore money will come in tomorrow. I'm hoping it moves to 10 just because I like Houston plus the points on this one. But uh, the books will probably need uh, Houston and over. A lot of under money. Total open up at 46.5. It's now 43.5. There's supposed to be some wind uh, uh, tomorrow. So I'm sure we're going to be rooting for the over. My biggest miss during wildcard weekend was Dallas. I thought they would have their way. They were so good at home, always putting up 30-plus points. Green Bay just absolutely annihilated them. How about San Francisco here? Very good team, but in consecutive years, they've lost in the NFC Championship game. Uh, any fear here for San Francisco fans? I think there is. I mean, if you're going to lay the nine and a half, there's one ten out there. So uh, be make sure you shop around if you're betting the 49ers. Uh, I think there is some fear here because I think if Green Bay can run the ball and San Francisco might have a little rust for to having some time off, uh, I think Green Bay could put some points up early, and maybe San Francisco has to play from behind. I like Green Bay plus the points. I think San Francisco wins by a touchdown, but give me the Packers plus the points. All right, Tampa Bay-Detroit, one of the two games where it's actually a rematch, that Baltimore-Houston game. They played back in week one with Baltimore winning 25-9. Uh, Detroit did take care of Tampa in Tampa in week six. Rematches are common, particularly in division, so I wouldn't think that that is that huge of a deal in this matchup Sunday in Detroit. No, and, and, and I think if there is one blowout game, this one could be it. Cause I think Detroit's going to play so much relaxed. They had so much pressure last week to try to get their first playoff win, try not to lose the game in the second half. I think they'll be a little bit more relaxed. I like the running game with Detroit in this one. I can see the uh, the Lions uh, winning by double digits. Uh, I like Tampa Bay last week. That was a good play. But I think Detroit flexes their muscles, especially on offense. I like the Lions. Yeah, it kind of feels like they're playing with, you know, it's fool's gold for them now. 32 years, yeah. they win a playoff game. The pressure is off. Number one draft picks in this matchup, obviously, uh, looking at Jared Goff against Baker Mayfield. All right, let's end with the one that is perhaps the most compelling. We know that Patrick Mahomes has never had a true playoff game 
road game. Uh, the battles as of late have been outstanding between Buffalo and Kansas City. Where has the money gone on this one? Uh, it's been, here's another one, teeter-tottering. A lot of Buffalo money line plays on this. Why later to an effort you laid a money line? I think we're going to probably need Buffalo because a lot of Kansas City money line coming in on this one. We'll probably need Buffalo to win this one. I know Buffalo has some injuries, especially in the secondary, but I think Buffalo wins this one. I know the, the bosses don't want me to say that because the networking bosses want Kansas City and San Francisco. They want the Swifties versus San Francisco in a Super Bowl. But I think Buffalo sends Patrick Mahomes home. You know, a couple of things that really stand out for me, Raphael. Kansas City leads the NFL and drops. And that was evident last week. Kelsey dropped at least three balls. And their red zone offense, man, it was so good a year ago, 71%. It's around Jacksonville type of numbers. They're at 52% this year. That is a mammoth drop-off in a big game here, possibly with some weather in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, wind, I mean, Kansas City has played in weather. Just look at last week. But the wind could be a big factor, especially for Patrick Mahomes, if it's that windy, uh, that could probably hurt him. I like I like Buffalo. I, I think they send the Swifties home, uh, and I think the, the, the Bills go back. All right, big weekend, including the uh, the fight with Strickland. Uh, tell us what's going on at my bookie. Yeah, if you like uh, fights, UFC uh, 297 could be that one because these two hate each other. We could see a WWE uh, uh, breakdown after that fight of the main event. So I think something uh, could be very interesting brewing after UFC 297. But UFC 297, four football games, over 200 college basketball games on Saturday and Sunday, NHL, NBA. It's a fun time to uh, sign up over at my bookie and, and bet today, win today. Rafael, appreciate it as always. Best of luck with everything this weekend. Take it easy. Have a fantastic weekend. Oh, there he goes. Did you see Dana White? Did you see that press conference when oh, the yeah. fan charged? And he, he charged to shake his hand. And security didn't know that, I obviously. know. But so yeah. he sort of gets like dragged away. But, yeah. He, but he got there. Strickland, if you don't know, which oh, I, I don't know really anything about him, um, but I know he does not hold back his opinions on politics and just culture at large. And one of the UFC uh Canadian-based journalists got destroyed by this guy. I, it was cringe to watch him ask him questions about, like, LGBT. And it's like, listen, these fighters don't care. Like, there's, there's like, one sport left. It's boxing slash MMA where the athletes still are allowed to tell their real opinions and not really care. And he certainly did. Based- I love it. Based on what we're getting from a lot of our listeners and what I just learned about Sports Illustrated, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Sean Strickland is not upset about the fact <laughs> that Sports Illustrated is going away. And SI would not be doing a uh, cover <laughs> issue about him. My either. goodness, man. You talk about a mouth of a sailor. He, he, it would be impossible for him to do terrestrial radio. Oh, I yeah. mean, We'd every have to third word. It, and yeah. then I'd have to go through and edit it. Take me like 30 minutes. Every third word is. Uh, I mean, we had. Uh, oh, my God. What's his name? Who was doing the uh, MMA uh, bare knuckle? Masvidal. Yes. Jorge, Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal in here. And like right before we go on air, we're like, all right, you can't curse. All right. There's a few words don't say. And immediately, like right. 30 seconds into the interview, he drops an F-bomb. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. He he dropped like three in that interview. Oh, it was awesome. So I couldn't imagine somebody like Strickland. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's sitting here right now. I go, just so you know, we're <laughs> this is terrestrial radio. You're not allowed to use 
He was off air, you know, he's saying whatever. You, and then he's like, oh, yeah, 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 no problem. His very first sentence, flying F-bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Jorge Masvidal. I guess he's getting ready to fight. A boxing match. Yes. I think it's going to be Nate Diaz. If I'm, if memory oh. serves me correct, I think I read that. I may be wrong, but it's another big ticket fight. You know, I asked him when he was here about yeah. fighting one of the Paul brothers, and he went nuts on that and said they want nothing to do with me. So, you know, these guys, they retire, they promote, they do whatever, but they got it in their blood. Uh, they, they're always going to want to get back in the ring uh, to some Yeah, extent. later this year, Diaz versus Masvidal on yep. a boxing match, according mm-hmm. to uh, Ariel Hawani, who's – Knows all the stuff in the MMA world. And in the fact that it's boxing, Masvidal's a big favorite. I think he's like 250 or 300. Uh, yeah, I, I saw, saw uh, Diaz box one of the Paul brothers, and he looked terrible. Mm-hmm. He was out of shape, and it didn't look like he took it very seriously. Much like Tyson Fury's last fight, but yeah. is our boy. Let's get ready for our second hour. Much more from you coming up. Want to bring in some uh, some other things, including... Uh, the latest on the Jaguars, but uh, I'm just looking at your response on the text line, 641-1010, and hundreds and hundreds have an opinion on Sports Illustrated. Um, is it too corny to do that? You know, what, what's the, you know, yeah, I guess it, maybe it is, even though I told you mine, uh, the Miracle on Ice is probably my favorite. Do you have one that... That, that you would back have on one that say- sticks out at me. Uh, how about when they said the University of Miami <laughs> should give up football? Yes. Screw Sports <laughs> Illustrated, man. Woo. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, again, a, a, a absolute, that was the Luther Campbell deal, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That they, was just like everything, right? you know, of the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, and no doubt. Adding I, up. Let's get to it. Our second hour coming up. He's JJ LaSelva. My name is Rick Bullitt. Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, a ton of news in the NFL. Antonio Pierce with the Las Vegas Raiders. Apparently that is going to happen. They're on the cusp of putting together a five-year deal. So that'll eliminate one vacancy in the NFL. Jared Mayo, of course, has already been announced in New England. The Atlanta story is really... Really bizarre. I mean, they've interviewed Bill Belichick twice. Um, what did Arthur Blank not get out of the first interview with Bill Belichick? And I noticed today that they're interviewing offensive coordinators um, uh, with Joe Brady. I noticed today that Mike Vrabel is expected to come in and visit next week. Th- this is, in a way, disturbing. I mean, it's, it's Bill Belichick. Is this Atlanta not sure that they want Bill Belichick? Is this Bill Belichick saying maybe I'll pump the brakes here for a year? Because all of a sudden, you know, with Dallas holding on to Mike McCarthy, and, you know, I thought maybe there was a chance that we would get a Friday afternoon news dump with Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia. That didn't happen. Where else do you see Bill Belichick going? Could he possibly end up in L.A. if, you know, Jim Harbaugh elects to stay at Michigan? I I, I just don't know at at this particular time. But it it really does feel like most of these teams are are waiting and waiting. Um, 
I, I don't know. Are you surprised by that with Belichick? I mean, two interviews? What, yeah, what more do I you thought need? it would be like, you know how there's those A-list actors who like get offended if they have to audition for a role? Yeah. To me, it'd be like, I why do I even have to interview, dude? Like, you've seen what I can do. We came back from you in the Super Bowl and beat your ass. You've been courting me for a long time. You know, Arthur Blank has. So what's the deal? Now I have to wait another week for you to interview Vrabel? I would be sort of sort of annoyed if I was Belichick at this point, as well as I'm about to take over a team that doesn't have a quarterback again. Yeah. That's got to drive him insane. Like, they also don't have great draft position. I think they're eighth, so I guess maybe they could trade up or maybe they could get, like, a Penix type. But he's got to be thinking, man, I really wanted that Cowboys job, or man, I really want the Chargers job. Quarterback's already there. Ready to win now. I was reading uh, as uh, you know, I'm already deep into free agency and everything that is uh, Jaguars related. And I was looking at one report today that had Kirk Cousins going to Atlanta. I've heard that. So that'd be legit. Mm-hmm. I just could see them winning the division with somebody I, like that. And okay, when you mention Bill Belichick, here's what I assume, and we all know what assume means. But here's what. I feel he's 15 wins away. Give him Kirk Cousins in that division. He's going to go eight and nine at the worst, right? Um, maybe he wins a ninth game. Maybe he wins a 10th. If you win a ninth or a 10th game, you got a wild card opportunity. So he could be nine, 10, dare I say 11 wins this year. That means next year in 2025, he's breaking lot. the record. Yeah. But that's my assumption. Maybe for Bill Belichick, and his ego, he's like, forget about the wins record. I want to show everyone that I can win a Super Bowl with a different organization, just like Tom Brady showed that he could win a Super Bowl with a different organization. I have no idea what Bill Belichick is thinking. My guess is that just about anyone out there or everyone out there has no idea what he is thinking. What if that's the plan? And he's looking at it and saying, I have no chance of winning a Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Is he better off to wait for a job? We have every single year between six and eight coaching changes in the NFL. And Like take a year off. Yes, take a year off, recharge the batteries. The Cowboys job will be open next year. Sean Payton took a year off. Doug Peterson took a year off. I think we know right now that that the top two – First of all, both New York teams are going to enter on the hot seat. Both coaches in New York, Dayball and uh, Sala. Obviously, Mike McCarthy. Doug Peterson, right here in town, is going to enter this year on the hot seat. That's four without even giving it a moment's thought. There's several others out there. I mean, this... Guys that we wouldn't even suspect. Right? I mean, you think about Nick Sirianni right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a year ago, if you would have questioned his job status, he'd be an insane person. I still think that's crazy, but it's Philly. I still think they fire these coaches way, way, way too soon. I know Jacksonville doesn't want to hear that. Although I think, I think most of our listeners are are on with Doug. Yeah, it's. I think they realize that he did a crap job this yeah, year, but it wasn't he's a good job. The best that they have right now, and uh-huh. he's proven he is a good coach, and you know. 
if you fire him, who are you going to hire right now? I guess Bill Belichick. He, Which I would love that. Oh, my God. Bill Belichick here? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't imagine anything better. I mean, you talk about a polarizing man and, you know, a young quarterback uh, to work with. But, you know, Bill's made a lot of bizarre decisions as of late. Not only his draft. I mean, he tried to have Matt Patricia and Joe Judge run his offense two years ago. What was he thinking? It was almost like a high school move where a coach is a coach. I don't care if he's a defensive or offensive. I mean, that was incredibly criticized. Matt Patricia, who recently ran Philadelphia's defense, they made that switch halfway through the season or or really three-quarters through the season with Nick Sirianni. So, yeah, Belichick has heard that criticism. The, the, um, The speculation now. Again, there's rumors, but we don't know at this point, right? And, you know, something leaked, and Albert Breer had it, and there's been other talk uh, around here. Our, our buddy Dilla went out and, and, and said that it was happening. I, I, um, and he's been right. He's been right with almost all of his stuff before. And I don't know what is true and what is not true because – they're not transparent. They don't tell us what's going on. I, I think the best bit of information that anyone can go on is Doug Peterson showing up 30 minutes late for his press conference and then telling us that he needs time to figure out what he's going to do with his staff. And then two and a half hours later, we find out that most of the defensive staff has been fired. That, that just, that doesn't add up. Okay, something happened there. Something happened that made him 30 minutes late for the press conference. I mean, I don't care if he's got player evaluation or player, you know, season-ending player interviews, exit interviews. Well, you know, you have your responsibility. Members of the media have their responsibility. They, they have kids to pick up. They have lives to live. Okay, you, you tell someone to be there at a certain time, they're there, and you're not. That's Bush. That's Bush League. That's unprofessional by Doug Peterson. A season-ending exit interview. Go do your deal with the media for 10 to 12 minutes and then go do all your interviews. But he didn't. He was 30 minutes late and he told us, I need time. Two and a half hours later, they're fired? (laughs) Something smells. Something happened. Was that Trent Baalke? Was that Shad Khan? Is Shad Khan getting involved? Right? The perception of Shad Khan is what? Money. Mo money. My franchise worth more this year than it was at the end of last year. I went nine and eight again. I made money. Does Khan want to win? I've never known the answer to that question. Well, of course he wants to win. Everyone wants to win. Okay. He's making money. The franchise is worth more. Does he want to win? Did Khan have a say on the coordinators? And now you look at the two main guys, they're both falling in to the category that they represent. Trent Bulky doesn't get along with his coaches, had problems in San Francisco, had problems with Jim Harbaugh. Is he at odds right now with Doug Peterson? Well, 
we don't get anything. So that speculation is going to grow and grow and grow and grow. I, I have to believe that more stuff's going to leak here at some point. I just don't think this goes away, that we have free agency and the draft and, you know, they, they – no. I, more is going to come, okay, whether it's planted. <laughs> and look at the stuff that was planted at the end of the Marone um, Caldwell regime. I'm not pointing fingers here at who plants, but I'm just, I'm open. I'm open on all this. The other side, falling into the category that you're labeled to be a big part of, becomes Doug Peterson too loyal to his coaching staff. You go back to that press conference, it sounded like Doug Peterson was absolutely considering making some changes. He was still evaluating, but it came out two and a half hours later. Doesn't it feel forced? What cost Doug Peterson his job in Philadelphia? He was a year removed from winning a Super Bowl. He was too loyal to his coaches. He was loyal then to Press Taylor. He wanted to promote Press Taylor to the offensive coordinator position. Press Taylor here has become, you know, the number one Guy that you as Jaguar fans pick on, not named Trent Bulky. And to follow Doug Peterson, he is huge on stability. He is huge on the same old, same old, same old. That room, right? All right, you lost Jim Bob Cooter, you brought in holes, but that room, Mike McCoy, C.J. Beathard, Press Taylor, Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, it's that room. It's those five guys. And Hole's coming back for a second year. But that's big for him. He, he talks about it all the time. He thinks that's important. They know one another. And even though they, they struggled, they did. They dipped in every offensive category. They dipped every single one. Changes probably should have been made. Now, they made a couple of changes. Bernie Parmalee and, you know, the assistant offensive line coach. They they made a few, but not what probably needed to take place. There is incredible loyalty right now there with Press Taylor. So until we know, the speculation is only going to continue to grow. But, But all of a sudden, that becomes a major talking point. Is the general manager and head coach falling into what they've always been labeled as. One too loyal, loyal to a fault, and another just doesn't get along, doesn't get along with them. I mean, that's that's what the reputation says. I actually like a little bit of friction. Why not? I mean, you should have, when you're winning games and blowing people out, there shouldn't be friction. When you're eight and three and you end up nine and eight, there should be friction. And frankly, a tremendous amount of it. All right, much more to do. Our pick's coming up in just a little bit. We'll take you tonight till 8. Hacker Nation will join you then. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, most covers ever. Sports Illustrator, who do you think it is? Most covers. 50 in his career. Michael Jordan? Correct. 50? Michael Jordan with 50. Muhammad Ali, 40. LeBron James, 25, Tiger with 24, Magic, 23, Kareem, 22, and Tom Brady, Mm. 
with 20. The Lakers are on the most covers, 67. Followed by the Yankees, Cardinals, Cowboys, Red Sox, Bulls, Celtics, and Dodgers. Uh, celebrities on the cover. The first was in 1959. It was Gary Cooper. Bob Hope. Shirley MacLaine got on there. 1964. Shirley MacLaine, isn't she? Um, uh, she's the uh, singer of the Partridge family, right? Burt Reynolds, Chris Christopherson. Big Bird was on with Mark Fidrich in 77. I got that. Fidrich is a the Massachusetts bird. boy. Arnold, Chris, Lo- uh, Chris, Lo- uh, Chris Rock, Stephen Colbert, Mark Wahlberg, and Christian Bale promoting the fighter. And the last celebrity was Brad Pitt from Moneyball. Father and Sons, the Manning family, Calvin Hill, Grant Hill, the best combination in the history of sports, Father and Son, remains Bobby Hall and Brett Hall. If you don't believe me, look it up. Bill and Luke Walton, Jack and Gary Nicholas, The Sims, Phil and Chris, Dale Earnhardt, Dale Jr., The Ripkins, and then guys who never made it, Mark McGuire, Matt McGuire, Drew Brees, Balin Brees, isn't he a kid? Boomer Esiason, Gunner Esiason. I think the Gunner, I think that might have been health-related, if I remember correctly. Chuck Liddell, Cade Liddell. Yeah, the one with Drew Brees, he's lifting his son up in the air at celebrating after the Super Bowl. Need to take him off the cover. Presidents, John F. Kennedy, Gerald Ford, Ronald Reagan twice, Bill Clinton. Um, They put several on the cover after they passed, Len Bias. I have this one from 86, after his cocaine overdose. Out of everything that I've seen so far, that's the one memory that I have that I'll never forget where I was. I was in a foxhole. I was laying pipe with Vietnam veterans. And my buddy pulls up on a backhoe. It was right after the Celtics had won an NBA championship, and he says, Len Bias is dead, and I, I don't remember at that time if we knew immediately it was a cocaine overdose. I think the investigation was still ongoing, and obviously the autopsy and what have you. Arthur Ashe, Reggie Lewis, oh boy, have that one as well. Died at Brandeis, right? Practice facility. Mickey Mantle, Walter Payton, Dale Earnhardt, Brittany Cecil, Ted Williams, Johnny Unitas, Pat Tillman, Ed Thomas, John Wooden. And the last one was in 2012 after Junior Seau took his life. So, there you go. If you haven't heard Sports Illustrated, is gone. Is all gone. It's been gone for quite some time for many of us out there. I'm starting to learn now some of the other things they were involved with that really uh, ticked some people. Um, the NCAA apparently investigating Florida now. It's all about Jaden Rashada. Remember, he was supposed to make like thirteen point eight million or something. Just absolutely the number incredible. thrown around last year was hilarious. It was thirteen point eight million. We've learned a lot about NIL since then, though. You know, like we the numbers going around last year. We didn't know if they were true. We didn't know what to believe, but now we know that a lot of that was BS. No. Because quarterbacks, uh, we've kind of come to figure out that the top-line quarterbacks are like $1 to $2 million worth, according to Matt Rule, who would know. 
Nope. So 13 mil was never a believable number. You know, I and and we've talked about that. Someone has told us here that was Shirley Jones from the party. So I, uh, Shirley MacLaine was. Um, she was an actress, but she was in musicals. But she was in uh, Terms of Endearment. She played Deborah, uh, Deborah Winger's mom. And she had an affair with, uh, with Jack Nicholson. Shirley MacLaine did. So I remember her now. Still okay. alive, by the way, 89. How the hell did she get on Sports Illustrated? Or Gary Cooper. I had to look up who he was. Oh, really? A Western guy, I guess. Okay. Um, what was I saying? I just lost my mind here. Don't turn 50. Start losing your mind. Um, we were talking about... Uh, oh, yeah. NIL. Yeah, and the Florida thing with Rashada. The NIL deal is... Uh, it, and, and what I was going to admit is that it's... I'm not fully engulfed with it. You know, I don't go around sniffing and asking, but I don't know why. It just, it's, the whole thing is unappealing to me. I'm not saying these kids don't deserve to get paid. I just don't really feel like getting involved in that yet. But I, I talk with people and I talk with people who are incredibly connected. And I get two totally different stories on the NIL from people that I know understand a tremendous amount about what's going on at Florida State and people that I trust and I've talked with forever. And Trey Benson, for instance, I'm not going to out the numbers because I, I, I told him that it was off the record, but one of the numbers I heard on Trent, uh, Trey Benson was enormous. I mean, to the point where you may, you probably should have come back for another year. The other I heard was about a fourth of that, that it was totally not true. So that, that's just my way of kind of saying, I, I really don't know what to believe and what not to believe as far as some of the figures that are kicked around with the NIL. Remember the Travis Hunter deal where you told he was getting a million dollars from Jackson State? You know, Dion came right out and said, there's no way that that's the case. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to believe, what not to believe. Dion, by the way, is cry, <laughs> crying today. Dion's all over the place. About, oh, there's recruits that I got coming and showing me videos of head coaches bad-mouthing me to recruits. It's like, yeah, welcome to recruiting, dumbass. You hear some of the stuff you said, though? No. Like in Miami? Using oh, like, well, yeah, he said, hey, those Cubans down there aren't going to take care of you. And it's like, so you can do the same thing. But, yeah, it's called negative recruiting, Dion. Get used to it. I'm so glad, Trim. I'm so glad that Norvell didn't leave because Florida State would have been up against it. It would have been a big push for Dion. Oh, huge. He's not ready yet. He needs the coach. You don't know if he can coach. He can recruit. He would be enormous with the NIL, but can he coach? He's bringing in Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp can't get along with anyone. How's Warren Sapp going to coach? The reason why great players don't make great coaches, one of the premier reasons is that they expect them to be as good as they were, and they're not. You've heard Leon Searcy's stories on Warren Sapp, kicking the rock out of his chair and saying, I'm the even though he came in as a tight end when he moved over to the defensive tackle or nose guard, whatever it was that he put at the U. Mm-mm. That's bizarre uh, for me. 
Uh, yada, 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 yeah. Uh, getting a ton on Shirley McLean here. Warren Beatty's sister. The NIL numbers aren't even close. Yeah, I, that's my point. And it's not that I'm lazy. It's like I'm just not interested enough yet. And the reporting's not good enough. Right. I mean, I got someone that's really, 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 really close to that to the battle's end. Florida State's, you know, premier NIL. And, and the figures that I got were so far apart. 0984, what has Bill done without Brady? That's fine. That's valid. Bill Belichick's won one playoff game outside of his career in New England. That was with the Cleveland Browns. You know who he beat? Pete Carroll and the New England Patriots. That staff had Nick Saban on it. Uh, Rick Trimp, uh... <laughs> I'm not going to read that. I'm sorry, man. I, no. Yeah, if this was a Monday or this was Tuesday night, yeah, I probably would. But, it's, you know, it's Friday. I'm not going to sweat it over the weekend. I'm not going to do that for you. But All right, so that's the latest there with uh, with Florida. You know, it's only a matter of time until all of these um, all of these universities are going to end up getting looked at. And, 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 and here's, here's the part of it that, that is really not being reported. All right, they took away what? Five Florida State scholarships? If, let's just say that you, you go from eight, let's say Florida State goes from 85 to 83 scholarships this year. Can't you bring in a guy anyway and just give him additional NIL money? Can't, can't you say, we can't put you on scholarship this year because there's a reduction, but I don't even know what it costs now to go to Florida State in-state tuition. We're going to pay for your tuition. Let's say we pay everyone, and I, I, you know, let's just say they pay everyone $75,000. We're going to give you... 90,000. We're going to give you 95,000. So you can pay for your classes. So you're not officially on scholarship, but we through the NIL program have still paid for your tuition. It, how can you police that? NCAA. You don't have to put that in writing. You can do that in your meeting. We're giving you an additional 20k to pay for your classes on a one-on-one relationship. So I, I don't know if taking away scholarships now is going to have close to the same feeling it once did. Something to consider. All right, when we come back, put our wraps on this one. We'll include our four picks. Divisional round of the playoffs get underway tomorrow. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, a lot of you out there knew uh, Nat Cole. He had been here in Jacksonville for a number of years. Uh, I knew him through Florida State, a huge Florida State fan, also through golf. Uh, he took over the uh, the Mead group when Jim Mead passed a few years back. I met them from my buddy Jim Kane, the godfather, who unfortunately as well has passed. Uh, but to celebrate his life, that'll be tomorrow at noon, and that's going to be at the Isle of Faith Church at 
12 o'clock. It's 1850 San Pablo Road. So for all new Nat, what a great guy. What an outstanding human being. Really sorry about this. So uh, that'll be tomorrow at noon. Again, that'll be at the Isle of Faith Church, 1850 San Pablo Road. We will celebrate the life of Nat Cole. Now, the Otterson Wealth Advisors Risk Reward Picks of the Week. Otterson Wealth Advisors, your goals, our expertise. We got four games on tap, two tomorrow, two on Sunday, the divisional round. The National Football League playoffs. Last week, J.J. picked up a game. Oh! Four and two was the young lad, Baloo, just kind of mailing it in, right? Three and three on the year, or three and three on the week. I won my first three, lost my last three. Cowboys really let us down. Yeah. Season totals, Baloo 115 and 71, JJ 101 and 85. Houston and Baltimore. I'll take the home Baltimore Ravens. They are beaten up both offensively and defensively. That includes Marlon Humphrey. He will not play. Uh, I'm taking the Ravens to win, but I like the Texans to cover nine and a half. All right. Both like um, Baltimore here. Green Bay goes to San Francisco. I've doubled back and forth on this. Really? I I, I never thought I'd become a Green Bay guy, but I'm just – Really inspired by Jordan Love. I still, though, got to take San Francisco. That defense is just too much. Coming off a bye, I'll take the 49ers. Defense and the run game. I love the Niners in this one. I like them to cover. Tampa at Detroit. Mm. I'm rolling with the Lions in this one. I'm going to go against you. Wow. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I'm not sure why. It is. Um, I'm really not sure why. I'm just going to. It's a gut feeling. Uh, but according to one of the Tampa Bay reporters, as long as Tampa can deal with the weather yes. in Detroit. I, I think she works for Sports Illustrated. <laughs> um, all right, last one, the juiciest one of them. Todd all. Bowles just looked at her like, what? He goes, you're aware that they play <laughs> inside, right? And she didn't respond. So I'm guessing no. Yeah. <laughs> all right, final game. You got it. KC at Buffalo. This is juicy. I'm rolling with the Chiefs, but I don't feel very confident about it. Just based on past track record. I think Buffalo is going to win, but but here's my problem. Man, I can't root for Buffalo. I just can't do it. There's certain things in my life I, I'm just I – mean, listen, Philly's gone and I'm happy. Now I need Buffalo gone, and it, it needs to happen. But um, So I'm going to take the Bills. You're going to take the Chiefs, the – the one thing, and I mentioned this at Rafael Esparza, that really sticks out for me is red zone offense this year for Kansas City has gone from 71% to 52%. And it was settling for field goals on the road at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Going to be enough. We shall see. So there you go. We both like Baltimore. We both like San Francisco. Um, you, uh, I am taking Tampa. JJ is taking Detroit. JJ is taking Kansas City, and I am taking Buffalo. Season numbers, Baloo 115 and 71. JJ 101 and 85. Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. All right, make sure you visit them tomorrow if you're in the market for a vehicle. I am a proud owner of the Key GMC Sierra truck and the GF, the Key Buick Enclave. Uh, we love it there. They got uh, tons of brand new 24s. 
Still 23s that are new as well in the lot. So regardless of what your budget is with the incentives over there, they are absolutely spectacular. Right across the street from Tinseltown, south side and gate, we are talking about Key Buick GMC. All right, I feel pretty comfortable about this. By the time we join you, maybe not on Monday, but certainly next week, you have to believe a defensive coordinator is going to be announced by the Jaguars, okay? We know of five that have been interviewed, and it's still very intriguing to me as to what particular direction this organization is going. It, it, it almost feels like, as a whole, the NFL is kind of in a slow-to-stop pattern. I mean, outside of Antonio, per, uh, Antonio Pierce in Vegas and obviously Jared Mayo, who immediately got the job after Bill Belichick walked away in New England, some of these surprise things haven't happened. I mean, what's the delay for Belichick in Atlanta? What's the delay for Harbaugh in Los Angeles? Is it going to happen for sure for, for those two? Or, you know, I mean, could Belichick wait a year? Could uh, Harbaugh return to uh, to Michigan? You see today as well that Bill O'Brien was announced as the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. They, they are believed to be perhaps the leader to get the five-star who did say today that he is entering the transfer portal now from Alabama. So everything's going crazy at this point, but I, I do have to believe that next week the defensive coordinator of the Jacksonville Jaguars will formally be announced. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers, equal opportunity employer. All right, Hacker Nation is here. It's his weekend show, and it begins in just a couple of minutes. Yeah, Rick, I saw your video that you put on social media, all the Sports Illustrateds you had in Blue Sports Bar. Boy, a sad day, man. Yeah, it really, really hit me when, uh, when I saw that, you know, a lot of our fellow colleagues in the national media are getting uh, – Showing the door and the Sports Illustrated likely to be no more after today. You know, those those Sports Illustrateds for me are all years and years and years ago. As, as I said, outside of really Albert Breer, maybe a tiny bit of college here and there, I've basically removed myself from Sports Illustrated because I haven't received the magazine in forever. And the website's hard to navigate through. It's a lot of it's paid wall and, and whatever. I just – I didn't – I don't go to it the way I go to ESPN and CBS and others. Yeah, two of my main guys, Matt Verderam and Gilbert Manzano, I've had on a bunch this year. So, uh, at least Verderam is one of their main NFL guys. He said that he's not out the door yet. He has at least 90 more days. They're going to figure out what they're going to do with their NFL guys. But just sucks, man. I mean, and, and right, Sports Illustrated was not what it once was, certainly. But that was, you know, when I was in high school. Oh, yeah. I knew when it was going to come in the mail every week, and I ran to my mailbox to get it. I mean, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, that was the thing. Obviously, it fell off uh, substantially since then, though. I, I have hundreds, if not over a 1,000 of them. Many are up in my bar. The one that I cherish the most is the, the 1980 Miracle on Ice when uh, the United States won the gold medal. Is there one that... That you remember more than others? Yeah, you're not going to like it. Okay, that's right. The, the Florida Gator one when they beat <laughs> Florida State 52-20. Oh, geez. Yeah, so oh, I, think, yeah. I think it was Danny Warfel on the cover. Oh, I yeah. have it somewhere in my house. I was thinking about uh, getting it out. I'm pretty, it's in the attic somewhere, but uh, yeah, I figure you wouldn't like that one, but that's my kind of go-to when it comes to Sports Illustrated. I can promise you that one is not hanging in my bar. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, think so. All right, what else is coming up tonight? Yeah, we're going to do a lot of previews for the games tomorrow. We'll go out to Kansas City. My buddy Seren Petro, Sports Radio 810, 
Patrick Mahomes' first road game in the playoffs. Crazy on Sunday night as they go to Buffalo. Our old buddy Mike Neighbors, mm. formerly of First Coast News. He does a lot of work with the NFC South. He lives in Tampa, so we'll preview the Buccaneers and the Lions with him. So a lot of NFL talk to close out the week tonight. I believe our buddy Mike Neighbors is now an author as well. He is, The Breezeway. He, uh, that was a very, very successful book he wrote with Drew Brees. One of the really good guys uh, in our profession, Mike Neighbors, no doubt about that, despite the fact that he's a Gator. <laughs> I love Mike. He's a great dude. He is a good dude. Have a fun show tonight. Thanks, Rick. That's going to do it for us, folks. I don't check the text line now that the show is over. If you want to get a hold of me, you can get me anytime on Twitter or X. That's Blue1010XL. Okay, so uh, get us there. We'll be back Monday at 6 o'clock. Thank you to Rafael Esparza for joining us. Appreciate all these that came in tonight on Sports Illustrated. Uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't expect this today, but uh, for those who are a little bit longer in the tooth, Sports Illustrated was a huge part of our upbringing. For J.J. LaSelva, my name is Rick Ballou. Have a safe weekend. I will talk with you Monday at 6 o'clock.